Hello, good morning. You're very welcome to the program. Between now and nine, the government's plan to save nature. Farmers, ecologists and activists assess if it'll work. Minister McConnell on nitrates, nature restoration and re-wetting. And one and a half millennia later, St. Bridget is still heralding the arrival of spring. Now, I am not saying anything as stupid as there is a little bit of spring in the air, because there isn't, of course, there isn't. But this is the last Saturday in January, folks. We have gotten through the month that should not be allowed to happen, and here we are, only sunny uplands from here on in. Brenda Donoghue, good morning to you. Philip, you definitely didn't get the brief. I was very clear in my brief, you wear your wellies, into studio. I brought my wellies to studio. That's not the same. I we br- are doing kind of method radio presenting this morning and to feel it, you need to wear your wellies. Can we look at look, your wellies? It is, it is not either healthy or wise that I bring these into the same studio that Brendan O'Connor is going to have a fit of the vapours <laughs> when he sees the state of these having to share this studio. So Oh God, they're very they mucky. That's why you wouldn't wear them. They're kind of very mucky, which is great because it shows they have a function. They're kind of green and I suppose they're a little bit nondescript. They're really, one Philip. year past their sell-by date because at exactly the same time that I got assigned to this programme, they sprung a little pinhole leak. But I didn't want to be the new boy on mm. the job turning up on farms in a new pair of wellies. So I think you've thought about this too much, I've which been is wearing, really sad. I've been wearing <laughs> the same leaky pair of wellies for the last year. How long should wellies last, folks? I don't folk? know. I don't know. I'm sure there's somebody out there has a pair of wellies, maybe 20 years old, That's ridiculous. still non-leaky, still farming. I get three I years you, max out of a pair of you? wellies. Now, yours... Give uh, us a mine, look mine have a bit more personality than yours. Never worn outside of the RTE um, tent of the ploughing. May I say that just... <laughs> That doesn't just go to the Oh, wellies. sorry, 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 sorry. Of course, of course, of course. What am I saying? Electric picnic as well. Electric, yeah, and oxygen. <laughs> <laughs> Look, mine are blue with pink spots, but you mentioned the RT tent yeah. at the ploughing. Mm. Um, an awful thing happened to me there. I had a very treasured pair of leopard print wellies. Beautiful. And they ha- actually had a heel. So you, the, okay. they were more fashion wear. Anyway, and they disappeared. There's a little area behind the tent where you can get changed, you know. And I changed into my shoes. Okay. Did you check back, Marty Morrissey's boot? Did no, you? I have a suspicion. I have a suspicion. Uh, I know the libel laws. You know the libel laws. Let's not go there. I can tell there. you. Why I think I know are, who it is. Why are we talking about wellies? Okay, we are talking. Well, first of all, you said something there. Ireland's oldest pair of working wellies, 51551. If you have them and you're wearing them today and you're out and about doing your jobs around And the don't farm. worry, that text is free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we are wearing them today because we are ahead of the posse. We are in advance of WOW, which is happening next Wednesday, which is wear your wellies, wear our wellies day uh, in order to raise funds for Embrace Ireland. So they're asking schools... Embrace Farm. Embrace Farm. What did I say? Embrace Ireland. Yeah, sorry. Apologies. Embrace Farm. Schools, businesses, groups and individuals are encouraged to wear their wellies wherever they are next Wednesday. That is January 31st. Be it in the office, college, classroom, supermarket or the main street. They want country, urban, all kinds of communities to come together, put the wellies on. It's a bit of fun to support Irish farm families who have been impacted by serious injury 
or sudden death. So uh, it's a really good idea. It's a really fun idea. This is, this is a new initiative for Embrace Farm who have been around yeah. for about 10 years or more yes, now. Yes, it's 2014. This is the first year of WOW. This is the first year. It's the inaugural year. Of course they hope it's going to continue and it's going to be great success and will help fund and support the services that they already okay. have. So who have you been talking to? So um, I think it's an important service and Embrace Farm, when we think about it, it's very much part of the Irish landscape now. But it really only started uh, in 2014 and already they've provided services to over 400 families. Um, and it all began for a couple and we've heard of them before, but I was so interested in what it is that keeps them going. So that is Norma and and uh, Brian and Ronan and they live in Abbey Leaks, uh, near Abbey Leaks, uh, just on the foothills of the Sleeve Bloom Mountains. They've three young children. They run a dairy farm. Uh, the calving has already begun. But in 2014, Liam's father, or Brian's father, Liam, died on the family farm in an accident. And from that tragedy, they formed Embrace Farm. And how they keep it going and why they keep it going in the middle of their busy lives is what fascinated me. So we began uh, in the maternity ward or the maternity shed on their farm. And I just wanted to get a sense of what it is that they're about. Well, Brenda, this is our newest calf born this morning. A little boy calf, so it is. So I'm just going to get Mammy up to see what it suck. Now you can now. see the calves are heading in for a suck. Yeah. Are you part of this, Norma, or do you leave that all to Brian? Oh, I do. I leave it all to Brian. I, I, <laughs> I call myself a professional gap stopper at this, but you no, know, Brian talks about being busy. It is busy life here with a young family. Brian's mam is with us, needs a little bit of extra care as well, and I work uh, as well. It's always busy. There's always things to be done. Brian, it was your own dad's farm accident that spurred you both into setting up Embrace Farm. Do you mind telling me a little bit about it? Yeah, in 2012 it was, Brenda. Dad was working on a machine just in the shed here where we're standing. So we're actually going to the shed? Yeah, yeah into yeah. the shed here. He was working on a machine. 2012, as all farmers will remember, was a very wet year. And we had three paddocks mowed for, for wrapping silage to get the quality of grass back for the cows. And he came in to me that morning. I was finishing up milk and he says, what's going on today? And normally we sort of had our firstborn, was only six days old, just home from hospital. And I said, the nurse is coming out to visit the baby. And so I'll be inside till lunchtime. And a, a big rotor dropped down and hit him on the side of the head. But he got up and walked away from it. He had a little bit of blood on the side of his head, washed it off in the calving pens before he went up to the mam. Mam had a bag of frozen peas on it. And I said, look, I have a cold pack in the freezer. I'll run down and get it. I'll be back to you. So when I went back, he was gone unconscious. We knew then it was more serious than we thought. We rang for an ambulance. And in fairness, they were out very quick. He was fully active and fit on the farm. Week before the accident, he was picking up silage, not a bother on him. So unfortunately, that was on a Tuesday afternoon and on Friday morning, we switched off life support. How old was he, Brian? He turned 74 in March that year. Right. He would have loved to be in here now to see the kids growing up on the farm again. Here's the first thing that just strikes me, because we're standing in the shed that the accident happened. Now, for a lot of people, when an accident or tragedy hits their family, they don't have to see it every day. This is a working shed for you. Yeah, I suppose the only consolation, Dad didn't die here. The accident happened here. Yeah. He was rushed to Tullamore. So for me, I just focused that Dad died in hospital. It was hard, you know, you're going out the following week or the following month to do stuff that you had done with Dad. Mm. Like, I remember going back up to pick up silage. 
and like dad used to drive the harvester I was on the loader my dad and myself got on most of the time there was times we didn't get on like a lot of father and sons that happens but we had a great relationship together and we respected each other and our opinions and stuff like that so um, we might walk out the front of the farm yeah. here and we planted a tree in memory of Brian's dad Liam about a year after he died Brian's dad was uh, Liam Rohn, he was a ploughman, uh, he ploughed for Ireland, he represented Ireland yeah. uh, at the Worlds and all that, a great community man. What I'm trying to get my head around is, so you're a newborn baby, you had the tragic loss of your father, and yet you went on and you set up Embrace Farm. What was the need that you found that was so great? Yeah, I guess Brian and myself, as I often joke, Brian met late in life in our mid-thirties and uh, got Where married. Where did you meet? We met down in Jingle. He was on a stag party and I was on a hen party. <laughs> I'm from West Limerick, he's from Leash, so farms don't move, so I now live here in this lovely spot. We were happy out and we were renovating the old farmhouse. Baby had arrived and everything was just... It's just perfect, to be honest with you, and everything just got smashed into smithereens when the accident happened. So why why do we set up Embrace Farm? You know, I spent a year watching Brian come in from the yard every evening, looking like he had the weight of the world on his shoulders. He took his dad's place. A lot of people say about men, they don't tend to talk, and I think that's what happened with us as well. He kept it to himself, the, the hardness of it, the burden of it the emotional toll of it and uh, as the woman then trying to get in to figure out the, the thing which um, he just mentioned to me one day about um, a remembrance service that had been there for families of people who had died by suicide. It's like why is there something like that for farmers who die in farm accidents? I saw it as an opportunity of you know trying to work through the, the grief and the journey that we were on so another 12 months after that we had the very first remembrance service and it was really a roll call to honour all of those farmers who had died in workplace fatalities because they were more than just a number to their families and their communities and that's what the remembrance service is all about. So Brenda we're standing here at a beech tree we planted Lovely. in yeah. memory of dad. And where it's positioned, it's the last thing you pass when you're leaving the house and it's the first thing you meet when you come home. So it's very significant to us. When the kids were younger, they used to like to come down here. When it'd be coming up to silage season or anything, they might come down and have a little word with Grandad at the tree. At Grandad's tree is what they call it. You know, looking for the bit of fine weather to bring in the silage, things like that. So they, they call it Grandad's tree. Do you know what I get from that, Brenda? Mm -hmm. It's really important to talk. Absolutely. And it's funny because we went back inside to their HQ after, which is a room and it's overflowing with all different things they've made from workshops and toys that people have donated and just a busy charity office. Mm -hmm. And I said to them, of all the services, of everything that you offer farm families in these tragic circumstances, what's the most overriding thing that stands out? And um they said to me and Brian said, it's just to listen, listen, really? listen. And you listen with the knowledge that you've been there okay. and you care and you can match people up with various different circumstances. And also to hear all the stories and, you know, how important the remembrance services they have it yearly and so different people. Come. Just listen. Don't always yes. be trying to solve, as we were saying earlier on today. OK, so Wednesday is the day. Embracefarm.com is. is where you can go and get more details. Some of the texts on the age of boots. Um, Cloda says that she has a pair of boots that are now 25 years old. Connor 
didn't read the, the brief, didn't read the mission. He's telling us that he has a pair of uh, thermal ski or long socks that are 42 years of age. I don't know if that's a boast or a health <laughs> hazard. Anyway, wear your wellies to work, to school, wherever. Next Wednesday, embracefarm.com for further yes. details. Brenda Donoghue, thank you very much. Thank you.